everyone, my name is Mike Dice. I was able to grab a quick phone call with former UFC lightweight champion, former WEC lightweight champion, currently striving to become the Bellator lightweight champion, Benson Henderson. Benson Henderson fights Patricky Pitbull on September 23rd, Bellator 183. How are you? Hey, what's up, Mike? How's it going, buddy? Good. Thanks for uh, taking the time out to talk to us. Oh, of course, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a while since fans have seen you in the cage. What have you been up to in the in-between fights? Uh, getting this knee right, man. Uh, rehab, doing all the proper has been freaking forever, so I had to do all the been forever, so I had to do all the proper uh, rehab, doing this, doing that, all the tedious stuff that comes along with uh, proper you know, knee rehab. So doing that, and um, was able to have a. Uh, jiu-jitsu super match uh, a couple months ago to really test me. I, I want my first time in live competition, you know, uh, big lights, bright lights, uh, cameras out there. I want my first time back out to be, you know, inside the cage. So I took a, a super match uh, in jiu-jitsu and was able to go out there and really test the knee, make sure it was, you know, out of the, not even in the back of my head, but completely out of my head and uh, see how it responds. The knee responded great. The knee never once thought about it during the during the match, uh, so I was I'm really happy about that too. So back to 100. percent Yep, I'd say uh, back to 100. percent You know, they say you know knees, ACLs, they feel 100. percent They're really good. They're really strong for up to a year, but they're not really I can't truly at 100 percent a year, even two years later, where all the surrounding knee and smaller tiny muscles and the ligaments are you know back to a full 100 percent strength and whatnot. But for the most part, yeah, 100% ready to get to go. And uh, you're not really um, accustomed to this kind of inactivity or injuries like this keeping you sidelined for a long time. Uh, was it difficult to, to combat I'm hot, that? man. It is. For me, it's been super hard. It's one of the hardest things for me to do is sit around and, and to not train the way I want to train. I've uh, had one broken bone, one torn ligament my entire life not just career my entire life i've never had a broken bone before you know i had a broken bone the same time i had my uh you know uh, acl tear i've never had to deal with that so it was definitely different definitely different having a surgery and not being able to train you know not be able to do things the way i want to doing like the smaller tedious knee rehab stuff like body's not quite responding the way it's supposed to i'm not i was not used to that at all so it was completely different for me but I'm uh, old enough now, <laughs> smart enough to make sure I do the small, tedious things uh, the, the right way, take my time, do everything the way it's supposed to be done. So when I do come back, I'm at 100%. And I was able to do that. Now, you're coming back. You're fighting one of the other Pitbull brother, brothers. How do you think the two of them compare stylistically? Uh, I think stylistically, they're both pretty similar. They both like uh, the same, you know, combinations. They both like the same counters to certain, certain, you know, uh, so they like to counter certain things with the same uh, combinations. So I think they're both stylistically pretty similar. I'd say one's probably a little bit faster, a little bit quicker. Uh, the little one is uh, probably a little bit faster, a little bit quicker. Uh, the bigger one has a little bit more power in his hands, a little bit more flat-footed, doesn't move around quite as much, you know, but I think the stylistic wise, they're, they're they're pretty similar though. 
So going into this fight, do you kind of feel like you have an advantage that you normally wouldn't have against a first-time opponent, like you fought him before because you fought the brother? I never thought about that. I guess you could say that any time you fight somebody a second time, like a rematch or so, you know each other that much more. He knows you, and you know him. But this time, fighting the brother, he doesn't know me. Like That, that personal experience, having shared cage time, but I got pretty much as close as you can get to fighting somebody, his you know, little brother who they fight almost exactly similar to. So I, I would say that would be, yeah, that that'd be an advantage for me. I'd say. Now, the Pibble brothers are known to be a little contentious at times. Some trash talk. Are you expecting a lot of that, especially given kind of how the first fight went down? Oh no, not at all. I think the the Pibble brothers are they're they're a man's man. They're they're fighters, fighters. They're um, you know, they call it like they see it. They don't like you. They'll let you know. They'll tell you. But I got mad respect for the Pitbull brothers. They, they got respect for me. You know, after my fight with uh, the, the little bro- the little Pitbull, and there was no bad blood at all. I said, you know, good luck. All the best to you. I hope you heal, heal up pretty pretty fast, man. Sorry it was such a, a weird thing to happen. When I, you know, his brother came up and shook my hand. I shook his brother's hand. I got nothing but, but respect for the Pitbull brothers. I, I like a man's man. I, I like a fighter's fighters. Not the loudmouth, annoying stupid butts who, you know, are able to talk their way into fighting the best boxer ever. You, know, you, you, you guys in the UFC who are able to lose one fight and then talk their way into a title fight the next fight. Like, what? Like, the loudmouths annoy the snot out of me. They, they annoy me so much. It's, uh, I'm not a fan of the, the loudmouths at all. Uh, I, I don't like that. If, if you're a loudmouth and you have a problem with me saying I like loudmouth, come see me. No problem. Um, but I'm just not a fan of that. I don't like that. I like I like a man's man, I like the fighters, fighters, the Pitbull brothers, the Diaz brothers. You know, they not be exactly like me. We're not exactly similar, but the, I got respect for them. They got respect for me. Anytime I see the Diaz brothers, you know, say what's up. They go their way, I go my way. But there's no bad blood at all. I see the Pitbull brothers around the you know Bellator events. Like there's no bad blood. They say what's up to me. I say what's up to them. And you know, it's all good. And then, you know, they go their way, I go my way. But for actual fighter fighters. Uh, man, man, I, I got respect for those guys. I, I don't like the loudmouth, so I don't like the guys who, you know, talk the way in the fights and just do this and wear fake feather, fake fur coats and all that stuff. Like, get out of here with that. I think uh, that might come as a surprising thing for you to to hear fan, for fans to hear that you would side with like a Diaz brother, um, because I don't think when people see the think of the Diaz brothers and think of you that you seem like your personalities match up. I agree. I, I think that's the exact thing, though. Like because our our personalities—you're right—our personalities don't match up. We're not similar personality-wise, but there's a mutual respect amongst you know actual fighters, you know, true fighters, not guys who are loudmouths who talk their way into fights and just say this and say that. Rick, respect the guys who make their money. Do what you gotta do to make your money. You want to dance around and look like a fool, like be a little dancing bear and make money that way. Cool, go ahead, no problem. Do that. You know, be be you. Go get your money. Go be a little dancing bear. No, no problem. Uh, but for guys like the Diaz brothers, the the Pitbull brothers, I never had a problem with any of those guys. All, all everybody who I've ever fought with, no one's ever had a problem with me. I never had any problem with any, ask anybody who's ever fought me. Anybody. They've you know not ever had a problem with. I, I dare you to find someone who says, oh no, I don't like that Henderson guy who has faced me, you know, uh, for any, you know, reason of me being a butthead or a tough guy or a loud mouth or this or that or blah, blah, whatever. But no, I, I got mad respect for um, 
actual, you know, fighter fighters. You know, for for men, man, I I got respect for those guys, and for the most part, they all got respect for me too. So, you know, no, no biggie there. You definitely uh, are a well liked guy. I think it would be impossible to find somebody who doesn't <laughs> like you. Um, did you watch Brett Primus's title fight with Mike Chandler? And I was kind of wondering what your thoughts were if you did. I did watch. I, I, I saw the the replay afterwards. I, I didn't watch it live, but I saw it afterwards. Um, I thought it was a great fight. I thought, I thought you know uh, it was a good fun affair. Primus went out there and he had a good game plan. He beat up you know uh, uh, Chandler's leg until he couldn't fight no more. That's smart. That's what you want to do as a fighter. You want to beat up a person. You want to beat up a certain area on a person so badly they cannot continue. Uh, it was a g- great game plan by by Primus, and that's exactly what he did. He targeted one area until Chandler couldn't fight anymore. It was a, a first round stoppage, right? So I think a, a first round stoppage that's that's pretty telling. That, that's pretty you know that's a, that's a pretty pretty good butt, butt whooping there, I'd say. Uh, so I, I thought you know I thought Primus did a really good job. You uh, lost your title fight. It was really really narrow against Chandler. Do you see this fight a win, and then Primus is maybe the next opponent? Um, I, I see, I know that I can control only what I can control. I can't control matchmakers. I can't control, you know, fans saying this or saying that or, you know, uh, dictating this guy needs to fight this guy, blah, blah. I, almost it doesn't, matter, it doesn't even matter to me. What I can control is what I do inside that cage. I need to make sure that I go out there and go do my best, go have a impressive performance. I need to have a impressive win. I need to, I need to stop Pitbull. I need I need a submission. I need a knockout. I need something. I need to go get him though. I'm fired up. I'm, 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 I'm I know I know this in my head. I know I need to have impressive impressive performance that would dictate the Bellator matchmaker giving me the next title shot. Um, but ultimately, I I can't control that, so I'm not worried about it. I'm only worried about what I can't control. Why would you ever worry about anything in life if you can't control it? You can't control it. Don't even worry about it. it doesn't matter. Worry about what you can't control. So I'm worried about. Uh, my cardio, I'm worried about my strength and conditioning, I'm worried about my, my the counters or the proper timing, I'm worried about you know setting my stuff up, that is what I'm worried about, that's what I'm thinking about, that's what I'm concerned about. I think if I go out there and I have an impressive performance against Pitbull, I think I fight, you know, uh, Primus next, and I go out there and, and go beat up Primus and get my hand raised and, and leave that cage with a, a belt around my waist, you know, first time ever. Somebody, you know, doing something special, trying to do something great, trying to do something that no one's ever done, nothing's ever been done before, and uh, having, you know, three world titles from three different, you know, world organizations uh, around my waist, hanging on my wall. It, I'm I'm the same way. I I really try to in my personal life focus on things that I control and things that I can't. I guess I'll, I'll wrap up with this question. You know, you were one of the first and maybe the most notable UFC defector, and you're on a card with Roy Nelson and Lorenz Larkin. Uh, anytime a fighter makes the switch now from UFC to or from UFC to Bellator, your name kind of gets brought up. Uh, do you ever think about that and how that could be considered a part of your legacy and what you've done for the sport in terms of uh, fighter pay? Uh, I try not to think about it too much now. Again, like like you said, uh, same things like things I kind of can't control, can't control. I can't control what people say or think or, or whatnot. Uh, and you know, being one of the one of the bigger names uh, to leave the UFC, you know, on, on a W on, on a two fight win streak, leaving the UFC and uh, you know all, all that kind of sort of stuff. But Musasi, uh, Nelson, Lorenz, Bader, uh, there's a ton of guys. 
you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. People, you know, kind of forget, like, it's not, it's not all, uh, you know, super easy, this and that. Like, it's all about hard work, about the hard work that you put in. And, uh, you know, myself, I was able to, to work my butt off and, and earn me a, you know, a good fat Belzer contract. And I, I got to work my butt off even more to get my hand raised and to do something that no, no one's ever done before. And that's how three, you know, different organizations, the world title belts around my waist. Uh, but it is something that's in the back of my head. It's something I'm definitely aware of. I think it's kind of cool. I, I can definitely dig it. I think, you know, later on, like five years, a year later, 10 years later, when I'm retired and done fighting, I think then I'll be able to look, really look back at it and, uh, truly appreciate it then can you give me 10 years to to reflect on it look back on it look ask me in 10 years the same question and i'll be able to give you a much well better worded uh, answer then 10 years from now i'll book the interview now do it done (laughs) thanks for taking the time out to talk to us best of luck to you in your fight uh thanks a lot man i really appreciate it thanks